On the 23rd of June, we will be celebrating 1,000 episodes of Life Devotions. To commemorate this landmark moment, we will be doing a giveaway on Instagram. We will be giving away both of Pastor Robert's books and some other devotion-themed merch. So head over to Instagram to find out how to enter and be in with a chance of winning these awesome items. You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Resist the Devils, the title of this devotion. I understand if that title doesn't maybe invite you to think, oh, do I want to watch this? No, no, I think it will really help you. You see, not every challenge that we face in this life needs to be a negative experience. It can be a real joy of seeing the spiritual authority that you have through your union with the Father and His Son give you this authority to resist. And the devil used to harass, used to oppress, used to torment, and now he can't. The spirit by which you live so creates a resistance that the Bible talks about the presence of the Lord being like a wall of fire around about you. The Lord himself being a shield and a glory to you and the lifter of your head. The lifter of your head always speaks about spiritual authority lifting you far up and above over the oppressing forces of darkness. I have seen it in people's lives who lived with such a divine resistance upon them against the devil that the devil tried everything and he couldn't touch them and he couldn't break that resistance. He couldn't penetrate it. It was like a holy divine presence in them and around them that the enemy could not prevail against. And this is what I want to talk to you about. How can I live in such a divine resistance against the forces of the enemy? Because I don't like to feel them. I don't want their thoughts in my thoughts. I don't want to physically, emotionally, mentally, I, I don't want to have any communion with unclean or evil spirits or the forces of darkness of this world. I don't want to know them. I don't want to have anything to do with them. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and I am a body of Christ and I will not have communion with the unfruitful works of darkness as Ephesians 5 verse 8 says. So I want to live in this. How is it? it it's right here in the Bible. It says in God gives more grace in James 4 verse 6. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You see, as we live in absolute humility, humility is that full surrender, submission, and and dependency upon the Lord. This grace manifests on our life. This grace, this divine favor, this divine pleasure, the face of the Lord shining upon us as Numbers chapter six talks about. This divine goodness and mercy is over our life. 
it's over us. And that is the resistance to the forces of darkness and evil that are prevalent in this world. And God wants you to realize how real that is. Now look at this. We'll go to Luke chapter 3. And it's important that we learn this because people get surprised when they get some conflicts in the spirit. We don't have to be surprised. There's no surprise to it. It's right here in the Bible. It's been there from the beginning. It says in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, and you I'm well pleased. Then, chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, you hear it? If you are. God said, You are my beloved Son, in you I'm well pleased. The devil says, If you are the Son of God. Where is the if when the Father said, You are my beloved Son, in you I'm well pleased. Do you see the evil nature of temptation here? If you're the Son of God... Right? Command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, which is a quotation from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 or 3. You see, dear friends, You can live absolute and perfect fellowship with the Father and live in that holy dominion, spiritual authority of that oneness with the Father. And yet, there can be a confrontation with the forces of the enemy. So don't find it strange when these things happen as if there's something wrong about you or you must have failed somewhere or you must have made a mistake somewhere. No, do not follow that way of thinking. Some people have this mindset that when they see somebody in a conflict with the enemy, they right away think, well, they must have made a mistake somewhere. No, that is absolutely not true. And I'll show you that in just a minute. It's not true. Jesus was in perfect oneness with the Father and lived in perfect spiritual authority, and yet the enemy came. And yet the enemy came. How did he withstand him? How did he? He didn't say, oh, the Father just said that I am it. You know, he didn't argue with that spirit. He didn't get on its level. He didn't respond on its level. No, like I had said earlier this week, whatever spiritual authority you have always has to be representative of its written. Because he withstood the devil. He resisted the devil. That resistance that came out of him was the word living in him. It just flowed out of his heart. 
When these thoughts came to him, well, if you're the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That resistance manifested out of him and arrested that thought, arrested that temptation. You see, the divine resistance will arrest every, every thought and every temptation that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, as 2 Corinthians chapter 10 talks about. And we can see here that Jesus returned from that conflict in the power of the Spirit. It says in verse 14, in the power of the Spirit. You see, there is power that manifests in that kind of manifestation of the Lord. It's not just power, friends. I know sometimes we have our ideas about what power really is. David says, I've heard it once, I've heard it twice. Power belongs to God, it comes from God. The power in which Jesus lived was that resistance coming out of him, was that authority of his spirit, one with the Father's spirit represented in the word, the word living in him, the word coming out of him in the conflicts of the confrontation. That's where we really will find the greatest victory when the word comes out of us. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse um, 14, I have written to you fathers, because you've known him who's from the beginning. And I've written to you, young man, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. You see, as we enter into living in this earth from our heavenly life, we come in our union with the Father into this world we see that we overcome the wicked forces of darkness by the living word in us. That's why it's so important that you don't neglect the scriptures, but that you meditate upon them day and night as so you will make your way prosperous. The Lord spoke to Joshua in chapter one, verse five through eight. Meditate on the scriptures day and night. Okay, now go with me to Job chapter one. As any of you who've heard me doing devotions will know by now that Virginia and I, we love, we love Job. And Job is loved in heaven because he's recognized by God himself. If you read the book of Ezekiel, seated to, uh, uh, next to Daniel and Noah, what a recognition Job has by the Lord. And I want you to see something here. We're talking about resisting the devil. The conflict with the devil does not come because you've done something wrong. Sure, it can, but that is not the reason. It's the nature of the devil. He's an opposer. He's a destroyer. He's a killer. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies, Jesus said. There is no truth in him. So when truth manifests, the nature of the devil is to hit it. But that truth is greater. When light of the life of God manifest, then the darkness of the nature of Satan comes against it because it's contrary. That's just the, the, the way the order of things are. But the light reigns over the darkness, the truth over the deception. And here in Job chapter one, <laughs> starting at verse six, 
Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And look at this. And Satan also came among them. The word Satan means opposer. The word devil means deceiver. You see, the devil will try to come among us and try to oppose, try to, to, to resist, to stand against. And the Lord said to Satan, well, where you come from? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, turns away from evil. I like the word shun. Shun talks about an inward resistance to what's ungodly, unholy, unrighteous, unlawful in God's sight. Inward resistance to it. Have you noticed, my servant Job, that he is blameless? And we could see how the devil tried to disprove what God said about Job and attacked Job. And in one day, all the sorrow upon sorrow, sorrow came from the devil against Job. And I want you to see in chapter, chapter 2, verse 3. And then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Do you see? Job is living prosperous, successful in chapter 1. All hell comes against him to disprove what God said about him. So really the battle concerning Job was between Satan and God. God said, listen closely, he's blameless. The devil said, I'll disprove it. I'll disprove that he's blameless. And God shows you that he believes that th through our union with him, we have the spiritual authority to be able to resist the devil, to stand against him no matter what he throws at us, no matter what he does to us, that we're able to resist him. God has more confidence in you than maybe you have in him. But the Lord says, trust me with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Rely and be not dependent on your own opinions about the circumstances of life, but commit your whole heart to me and I will direct you and I will guide you and instruct you. Proverbs 3, verse 6, 7 and 8. And here, God's confession about Job did not change just because his circumstances were dire. Sometimes people's opinion about us change, but God's opinion doesn't. And you have to decide if you want to have that consistent resistance against the enemy whose report you believe. You have to decide, you have to decide, are you going to live by faith in what your Heavenly Father thinks about you? For Jesus, you are my son, in you I'm well pleased. That was the end of it. And when contrarying thoughts came, he said, no, man shall not live by bread alone. No, I'm not going to be moved by my hunger in who I am. Just because I'm hungry doesn't mean I'm not the son of God. I know I am the son of God. I know my father loves me, see? And Jesus 
have kept that resistance against the devil to the point the devil had to leave because there was no penetration. There was no agreement. There was nothing in Jesus that the devil could find agreement with. There's nothing in him that gave him power over Jesus. There was absolutely nothing in Jesus that gave the devil power. That is the resistance. And you see here that even though the circumstances of Job's life were so dire, the resistance was in perfect tact. There was nothing that changed about the resistance. Now believe this, believe this, believe this with all your heart. Let me close with you since we won't make it too long and we come to the end of the book of Job chapter 42. There were three friends of Job and they can sometimes be represented in people's opinions about Job. I find it sad when ministers speak against Job and try to change the Word of God. I find that sad because that is so important to learn in Job. See, that is what I find so powerful. Satan can't come against you and me with all of his might, but the resistance we have against him is sufficient to make him flee. That resistance against him is what the Heavenly Father thinks about us, says about us, believes about us. Oh, I'm so grateful that Job never let go of what he believed. He said, I will never, ever agree with you that the reason I'm suffering is because I'm a sinner. No, I will never, never agree with you that the reason I'm suffering is a sinner. I don't know why I'm suffering, but one thing I know I'm right with God and I will not give up. Ah, I find Job so powerful that resistance against the devil could not be broken. Even the devil hid it with all he could. With all he could, he hid it and he couldn't break it. He couldn't break it. And these three friends didn't have this way of thinking. And they were trying to penetrate and penetrate the resistance of Job. What resistance? That he was right with God, that the Father said, you're blameless, you're blameless, you're blameless. And he lived in that faith in what the Father said about him. I'm blameless, I'm acceptable, I'm well pleasing before the Father. Yes, I don't understand these circumstances. I don't understand these trials. I don't understand all of this. But one thing I do understand, and that's enough for me. My Father loves me. My Father is with me. And I love my Father and him and me are one. And all these things are more than conquerors through him who loved me. I believe, I know, I believe. And that is the resistance that the enemy cannot break, that he cannot penetrate, that he cannot destroy, no matter how hard he tries. And here, those three friends didn't understand this and they tried to break that that resistance by trying to prove that the root cause of Job's suffering was in him. You find that in chapter 19, verse 28. But no, it's not true. The root cause of Job's suffering is that God called him blameless and the devil tried to disprove it. And that same conflict is here today. God declares you and me holy, acceptable, and will pleasing in his sight through what Jesus has done. And the devil will try to break that resistance by getting you to doubt, by getting you to get all condemned and all, and, and, and all listen to his evil lies. So at the end, Here comes the victory time that the Lord rebuked those three friends. And look what he says. 
in verse 7 of chapter 42. So it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said to Elphaz the Tamanite, the oldest one, my wrath is aroused against you and your two friends. Listen now, for you have not spoken of me. You have not represented me what is right as my servant Job has. You see, God's confession about Job through the whole book of Job never changed, not once. Never changed. For God, Job was blameless. And that spirit of faith was the resistance the enemy could not break. Now therefore said the Lord to Elphaz, Take seven bulls, seven rams, go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job will pray for you for I will accept him lest I deal with you according to your folly because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. I want you to see this. Job will pray for you for I've accepted him. That word accepted means lifted up his face in my presence. Now listen closely. Satan was right there, oppressing him, attacking him, brutally attacking him. He was physically so unwell with boils all over that you could not recognize him. His friends and family members didn't want to know him. His wife had turned against him. His children all had passed away in a a terrible storm. His business was ruined. And he was sitting there and the devil was standing over him like I am the master and conqueror and ruler. And you'll bow to me, you'll bow to me, you'll bow to me. You'll accept what I say about you, what I believe about you. And Job would not bow to the enemy. The resistance stayed intact. And I'm saying this to you. And no matter what the devil has done against you, the resistance cannot be broken of your union with the Father through the Son. And here Job is sitting there suffering and hurting and those three friends come and say, Job, God has rebuked us. The way we represented him was wrong to you. The way we sought to blame you for all your suffering was wrong. And we've sinned greatly and we repent of it. And God said that if you'll pray for us, he'll forgive us. And Job stretched out his sick hand to those three friends that caused him so much pain. And he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what to do. I find it a beautiful picture of Jesus, the book of Job. And the moment he prayed that there was nothing left, the devil had nothing, nothing, nothing. He could not break the resistance. And God exalted Job and gave him more than he had before. And those three friends were restored and the devil was defeated. And I believe today the Lord is wanting the devil to be defeated and for you to come into more than you've ever had before. Amen. Have a good day.